Welcome back to the Nosebleeds podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Album, 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 Adam, Mitch album, Mitch, album, Adam. How are you today? <laughs> Doing wonderful. How are you? Uh, apparently, I can't talk. <clears throat> Just found out. Join that club. Too much Diet Mountain Dew for your boy. <laughs> Too much Diet Mountain Dew. That'll do it. Diet Dew will do it. Uh, Adam, we got a good little podcast going down today, but we got uh, Draymond Green beating people up again. We've got uh, Shohei Otani signing the biggest contract in baseball history. Oh, did he? We've got, uh, what else do we have? Oh, a little thing, uh, little thing happened. Mm-hmm. little thing happened uh, this weekend. So, my entire life, Adam, I've been a Xavier Musketeers fan. You don't say. And in the 90s, uh, in the 90s, um, you know, UC was ranked number one a couple times. We knocked them off. UC was big in Cincinnati. Xavier was little. Mm-hmm. Always getting called little bro, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Uh, can we officially stop being called little bro now? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I feel like if you take the last if you take the last 40 years, I'm pretty sure that we are like 28 and 12. Really? This thing. I, it might be 26 and 14. Actually, you know, I think it's 20, 26 and 14 over the last 40 years since I've been wow. alive. I mean, yeah, they might be, you know, 51 to 40 overall or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, in the last 40 years, it's nowhere close. Especially in the last 10, 15. Even more. Exactly. So uh, I just wanted to just throw it out there that the Crosstown Shootout was won once again by my Xavier Musketeers. The Xavier Musketeers were underdogs going into this game, were they not? I believe so. They're underdogs at home. They had just lost four straight games, two of them. Uh, One was to Delaware. Mm-hmm. And the other was to Oakland, which isn't in California. And they lost the very next week by 30 to IUPUI. Okay. So that's where Xavier walked into this game. They also played a, a, a good, I mean, a great Houston team. Pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Played them very tough all the way down to the end. They played a Purdue team that was number two in the country. And I think they're number one now, aren't they? Or did they lose? Uh, they lost. Yeah. So they're probably number four or five or something. Yeah. But uh, played them well for 30 minutes and then ended up getting beaten the last 10 pretty good. But for 30 minutes was right with, you know, one of the best teams in the country. It's all brand new team, man. This is it's just not a good it's not a good thing. So my favorite part, we can bust the Reese's out if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And and I'll tell you my favorite part about the uh, about this, about the Crosstown shootout, because it happens every single year. Win or lose. My my mentions, my my DMs, whatever, they all blow up. I don't have DMs, but you know what I'm saying. Sure. So we'll talk about that. What do you got for reasons? Chris, I, I don't think we've had these. Now, my memory is getting poorer and poorer as I get older, um, and we've done a trillion of these. Yeah. So tell me if we've ever done the Big Cup with Caramel. I don't believe so, but this might be as excited as I've ever been. Okay. You're a caramel guy. I'm a huge caramel guy. Great. Do you call I've it never caramel seen caramel? These. I'm a caramel guy. Yeah, me too. I'm not a caramel guy. Me too. Even I'm though it's spelled guy. like that? Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's never spelled C-A-R-M-E-L. No. It's never spelled that way because that's a city in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, really? That's they spell Carmel, Indiana spells it that way? Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Over here in the in the Midwest, we like to call it Carmel. <laughs> that's right. Now, when you go down south, they probably call it caramel. Yeah, maybe. Uh yeah, it might depend on where you go. I think so. All right. Uh oh, here we go. Adam jumps in. Looks oh. like good. Oh, yeah. Uh first bite, first impression. What we got over there, sir? That is a different sensation. Yeah, I like different sensation. I feel like this caramel. Caramel's always good. And well, I can smell it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love caramel. Caramel smells good. Mm, yeah. I'm a big caramel guy. Man, I'm trying to think. It reminds me of something and I can't put my finger on it. Like a different another candy bar or something. It's a small, small, thin layer. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard. It's kind of it's got that good goo, that good pool. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Um a, a thin layer, but a perfect amount because I think it it blends perfectly with yeah, the peanut it, butter. It and the definitely chocolate. doesn't overtake it. Yeah. You still get the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Oh man. All right. This is delicious. So that is nice. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I had I had a guy in one of the text groups that I'm in. Older gentleman, you know how it goes. Everybody's always <clears throat> when UC beats us, it's like, yeah, we beat you, little bro. Blah 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 blah. When we when they lose, it's well, you guys are the only one that take this this rivalry seriously. Um, you know, we don't try as hard as you guys do in it. Okay, so you're just gonna let us win all the time. Might as well be West High and Elder. We'll just stop playing you. If, if you went to Wes Miller or any guy on UC's <laughs> team and said, "Hey, we're not trying as hard as we can, right?" Against these guys, yeah, they would they would Draymond Green you in the head. Yes, they would Draymond, I mean, and we'll get to that later. Of course, they're trying as hard as they can. I got uh, so I got this guy so riled up. It was so 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 much fun. <laughs> I sent I sent him a picture. I sent everybody a picture uh, in this text group of. Uh, of a skyline chili uh, menu and under five way, it just had, it had the last five crosstown shootout scores, <laughs> which Xavier has won the last five, five straight. Uh, and it just got fun. Pot meat kettle. Oh, uh, he started calling me everything in the world. <laughs> there are very few, very few people in this world that gummy hates. Chris Witt is one of them or Chris Witt is two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then one guy says Xavier probably feels pretty daggone good tonight. Oh, this is what Wes Miller said. Wes Miller, apparently quote unquote, Xavier probably feels pretty damn good tonight. They probably didn't feel good the last three games. That's college basketball. So that's Wes Miller's uh, UC's coach. I was like, well, you can always count on a UC guy to immediately bring up the past after losing the shootout. Good call. Wes way to state the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point in time, this guy never stops. And every time he does it, I just laugh. I put a laugh emoji and go, you're right. Yep. <laughs> oh, by the way, the last five, uh, the last five, five in a row hardly makes a rivalry anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Then I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's something that I took from this while watching this game. These teams 
especially in the last year, have changed so much. Oh my god! There's not that. This was the least chippy, chippy crosstown shootout I've seen in a long time. A little bit like. in the beginning, very first held ball. Well, held ball in every game. Yeah, but this was different. Like held balls in every game. There's a little fighting, right? I'm telling you, ten full seconds after the held ball, the whistle, neither guy was letting go. It was one. Of, it's stupid, right? It's dumb. And everybody's, you know, and then it's right in front of the student section when it happens. So everybody's going nuts. But yeah, so it it you could tell there are a couple people that the energy of the crowd, mm-hmm. it was different for them. They interviewed a couple of the uh, we've got three foreigners, four foreigners on this team, and they're interviewing them. They're like, "You've played for your country with adults grown, you know, and you've played in junior teams and all this, and you played huge game, big tournaments." Have you ever been in an atmosphere like this? All three of them. No, nothing like this. We've been in big. It's been loud. Nothing like what we just came into there. Yeah. The Cintas Center stepped up. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. It just, yeah. And I, I, I think I probably missed that. I did, I did miss the very beginning of the game. So I probably missed that jump ball, but I really felt like throughout the game, it wasn't nearly, it no. wasn't nearly as chippy. And nope. I, 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 that's what I assumed it was because. Big roster turnovers for both Huge. teams. I mean, Xavier's got one kid that's ever played in a crosstown shootout. One. Wow. One kid on this that's team that's huge. played in a crosstown shootout. Well, one kid that played. I mean, they got guys that, you know, walk-ons that have been here. But one player on their roster has played in a crosstown shootout. Uh, Claude? Des- Desmond Claude? Mm-hmm. Sophomore. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. Damn. And they don't – I mean, uh, UC's got – Maybe two or three guys, it seemed like. But yeah, I mean, Lockham was there thing. last year. Yeah, I, I'll tell you who played great was Edron James, kid, um, uh, Jizzle James. Uh, he had mm-hmm. a great game. I didn't realize. Sorry, this thing is delicious. Uh, I didn't realize that was Edron James' son. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, yep. I love that his name is Jizzle though, because that's so funny to hear an announcer at a basketball <laughs> game say. I know. Um, but no, he did. He did play good. He played well. Um, we the some Frederick kid apparently uh, was supposed Frederick. to be their their three point shooter, and he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. They actually almost kind of left him open a couple times at the end of the game and couldn't hit a shot. So they did. They worked him really hard early on and made him fight hard to try to get shots up. Mm-hmm. And it, it you could tell that it got to him. It was it was tough for him. But it was a good game, man. It was a good game. Four point game. Xavier won. That's all that matters. We can we can leave it at that. Just know that Xavier won. In case anyone was wondering, Xavier won the Crosstown shootout this year. If you anybody asks, you can let them know. That's five in a row for the Muskies. Just in case anybody cares. <laughs> okay. Speaking of rivalries, mm-hmm. Shohei Otani is the big, the big free agent in baseball this year. Two time MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the best hitters and pitchers in the game. Haven't seen anything like this since Babe Ruth. So we haven't seen anything like this. But do you think before we go any further in this, just hearing talk talk about that, I think about this all the time. Do you think that because he's from another country and he did this professionally there? That's the only way that anybody's ever going to be able to be a two-way player that way. Like if you're here in the states, like you get guy like Hunter Green was, uh, like was a a top four shortstop prospect 
and a top three pitching prospect and a top 10 hitting prospect. But when he got drafted, they're like, no, you're pitching. And he's a pitcher. But he was one of the he was a top prospect at shortstop at the same time. You know, not say that he's Shohei Otani by any means, but does that do you think I mean that's there's a lot of people like that. Do you think that could have happened? Do you think that do you think do you think that there's a possibility for more people to to be able to step into roles like that? Or do you have to be the best at both? Not the best, but top five. I mean, he's a top five hitter and he's a top five pitcher. Yeah, no question. Uh, I, I think that we're moving more and more toward the. I, I think there will be more guys like this. There just won't you be. Do. Any, there just won't be anybody as good as him at it. Yeah. You you know we see Michael Lorenzen, mm-hmm. Travis Wood even was no. they would mm-hmm. they would put him in the outfield. At the end of games, and you know, after he mm-hmm. would pinch hit mm-hmm. when he wasn't even pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other guys in the league, pitchers that can hit that might be their third or fourth hitter off the bench or something like that in a game. Um, but it's there's that that's the difference I think between Otani and those guys is he's the best at both of those things. He can. And I feel he, he's going to be a DH and only a DH next year. Yeah. While he's recovering from surgery, but, um, but he's the best. He's you know top five, like you said, pitcher and hitter. And there will be more guys that I think he will also inspire more guys to say, "Hey, I want to." But I think you're also right in the states. I think that's going to be a different thing. Yeah, because it's so specialized mm-hmm. here. Once you become a pitcher, you are a pitcher, and you, and at the major league level, there's so much time that is put into. Uh, each person's game, right? So if you are hitting and pitching, you're falling behind in one because you're not doing as much as somebody else is, right? If you, unless you're putting in hours more mm-hmm. a day, I mean, pitchers put in work just as much as hitters do mm-hmm. in a day. So you have to put twice the work in now. Uh, and um, to be honest, the way this country's going, I don't know that anybody has that kind of drive. I don't know if any of these kids will right. have the drive to put that kind of work in, but it's just so specialized. I don't see it happening. You have to be, I think the only way this happens is a Shohei Otani, a Babe Ruth. You're the best or potentially the best at both things. If you're not, if you're Hunter Green and you're a good shortstop, you're, and you're a great pitcher. You're only pitching. That's it. Unless you're, was it, who was it? Uh, who's the Cardinals guy that? Rick Ankeel. Rick Ankeel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back down to the minors, work on it, and become a starting center fielder or left fielder or whatever he was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's, <laughs> it's going to be so rare to have somebody that's elite at both things. But if you have a guy that can do both, fairly effectively on the major league level, you're crazy not to let him, not to use him. That yeah, way. no doubt. So I, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it, it makes more sense to let guys work through that stuff. And then if, if like, you know, if, if, if my ERA balloons up to six, five or something like that, okay, I'm going to stop worrying about hitting for a while, mm-hmm. just concentrate on pitching or vice versa. Or, you know, if I'm hitting 0 15 or something like that, then you're not a hitter. Just, <laughs> yeah, you're not a hitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, let's get into the contract. Well, I, I didn't look into this contract at all. Okay. But you know it's 10 years. $700 million. Here's the thing. That's like, holy Dodgers, by the way, we got to make sure. That's I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's either Dodgers. Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, right? I mean, that's the only place to sign it is. I think that's where I was going with the, with the whole rivalry Francisco, thing. Maybe. Because San Francisco, yeah, you have the San Francisco Dodgers rivalry. So they were kind of in it. Um, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm assuming he met with the Mets and, and the Yankees. I don't know for sure. Nobody knows because nobody was allowed to say anything. Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. I would assume he would meet with all the clubs that can afford to pay him uh, a giant salary, but um, the Dodgers ended up with him. And so 10 years, so 70 million a year, right? Mm-hmm. He's deferring most of it. So, He's getting $2 million a year every year for 10 years. For the 10 years after his contract is over, he's going to make $68 million a year for the next 10 years after that. He's going to get paid for 20 years. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. He's taking the bulk of this afterwards? Yes. And here's why I, I found out this is one of the reasons I think. By the way, his idea. So I, I'm sure somebody told him about this. Well, that tells me that, okay, I'm before you get into it, I don't know. You just said somebody told him about it. That means there's some loopholes that you're probably going to tell me about. But to me, that sounds like I don't care about this place when I'm gone, but for the 10 years I'm here, take that extra money and put, put a team around me and let's go win. That was a huge part of it. That was a huge part of it. Also, What's sm- so smart about that is taxes in California are astronomical. Yeah, they're ridiculous. So he can play 10 years there and pay taxes on $2 million a year. And then when he's Dude. gone, he can move somewhere else, get paid $68 million and pay way less tax on that. That's Good. smart. That's well done. Bro. And and he leaves tons of room for them to add more to guys. add more guys. I love that. I like that. That's awesome. So that that brings up a couple of things for me here. Okay. One, um, I, you know, for a long time we were always like, "Oh my God, this is getting out of hand." That's ridiculous. Seven hundred. Nobody deserves seven hundred million dollars right. to play a sport. Come on. That's yep. ridiculous. Let's 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 you know feed the poor here. Let's distribute that and and get some real stuff done in this country, right? Or this world. Um. But but nowadays, I feel like I think you might too. Like, well, you know what? If that's the market, that's the market. Exactly. Whatever. If that's the market, that's the market. And and I still, you know, that's still not. I think that's still right. Like, it would be nice to take a lot of that money, the billions of dollars in these sports, and and be able to use some of that to do some good in in the world. But, sure. Um, but anyway, until that happens, here we are. Yeah. Uh, but where was I going with that? I don't know. Um, I liked it though. It was going somewhere good. (laughs) Um, we don't care. We don't care that much about it. So he's making actually two million a year, but overall, he's going to make seven hundred million dollars. Two million. That's it. I've been listening to sports talk radio. They told they talk about deferred money and all this, but I didn't realize it was only two million dollars a year. The league (laughs) minimum is like one point two or something like that. One point one. Yeah, it's going to be weird. And that was the other thing, too, is because he's I think he's now the highest paid baseball player outside the sport, like uh, endorsements. 
right and, stuff like and that. they already said that he's making so much money outside i mean he's, and he's, that's why it's no big deal worldwide right like i mean that guy's making money everywhere yeah so is there was there a signing bonus on this i mean did he get a chunk of any of it <laughs> i didn't no i didn't see that i didn't see anything about a signing bonus um oh i'm sorry that's where i was going so number one I'm not mad that he's going to make that much money, but if the Dodgers don't win the World Series for like three of the next four years, that's going to make me mad. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. He's the one I'm that's going to be, be pissed. Because they have all of the best players now. Yes, they do. There's no joke about that. And that leads me to my other thing. I, okay, I know what the differences are, but are the Dodgers kind of becoming the Yankees? Yeah, 100%. This is the Yankees of the early 90s, early and mid 90s, for sure. Just pay the money. The difference is, is I think that the Dodgers have still have a pretty decent um, minor league system. Mm. Whereas the Yankees minor league system back, I mean, there was a point in time where it was garbage, but didn't matter because they would buy Roger Clemens. They would buy Randy Johnson. They would buy Mark Teixeira. They would buy Alex Rodriguez. They would buy whatever they needed. Mm-hmm. They would buy it. But, and, and then they did, but they did have, you know, Jeter and Mariano Rivera and Jorge Posada. Those guys all came from the farm. Sure. System, right. Yep. So they had a, they had a mix, but you're right. They were always, it was like the, the big eye roll mm-hmm. every summer or every yep. winter. It was like, oh, okay, well, the big, biggest guy, yep. their Yankees are getting them. Um, also, I think, the Dodgers don't have a an owner that is such a volatile person. Sure, yeah, you don't. Hate, I don't even. Who's the owner of the Dodgers? I don't even know. Isn't Magic Same Johnson part of some part like of, part of a, a an ownership of. group in that thing? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a quiet. You know, it's they go. Here's here's all the money. We have all the money. Go do what you got to do. Yeah, um, that and the fan base. I, the Yankees fan base is known for being a little. Um, passionate a little passionate and dodgers fans are known for not being at the game showing up in the third <laughs> inning and leaving in the seventh buddy there's stuff to do there's other stuff to do um all that money yeah. it's unbelievable to me yeah uh anyway that's crazy it's a crazy deal to 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 hear it out loud 10 10 years seven it just feels like it's so close to a billion dollars yeah 700 million dollars but that guy's gonna make you know how many players in this league that are even that are not even close to him. Oh, there's a lot that are gonna make more way more money there's, than he is oh, annually. That, that is something that I wanted to bring up with our next topic, too. Okay. Um our next topic. No, no, we can continue on this. I'm just want to look it up real quick <laughs> no. while we do it. Uh no, that's insane. He's gonna be like if there's let's say uh what do you got? You got 30 teams. Uh or is it 32? Is it 32 now? No, it's 30. 30. It's 30. Yeah, 30 teams. Okay. Yeah, 30 teams. Of those 30 teams, you, let's just say 25-man roster. Or it's up, what is it now, 27 or something? They, yeah. they bumped it up to, say, 25. So uh, 25, 25, ah, 25. Gosh, bless America. Hit the five. Two, five times 30. 750 ball players. Okay. Mm-hmm. 750 major league ball players right now. I bet there are, I bet he's under 500. I bet there's more than 500 players that make more money than him. Wow. You think that many? Yeah. 
That's I bet there's 250 people. He's the best player in the whole world. (laughs) Yeah. And and that many guys in Major League Baseball are going to make that more. I mean, that's eight players on every team that'll make less than him. Yeah. He's probably the lowest paid player on his team. He might be. He's the highest and lowest paid player on his team. Highest and lowest paid player on his team. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Um, all right. That's amazing. That's an unbelievable contract and story. And, and, you know, hearing him defer that number one, it's smart. Number two, it seems unselfish for, you know, to, to, to basically give the discount so that they can build a team, um, build a team so that they can add, (laughs) you continue to (laughs) continue to buy the, uh, major league baseball, um, and, and and he you know he just seems like a a, a decent guy and stuff, so you it, it's kind of easier hopefully for some of the people that are still in that mindset like it 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 makes people mad that athletes make that much money. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at least you can say okay, but this is a guy that's like investing in his future and also doing something good for the team and also not he's he's okay with making only $2 million compared to so many other guys in the league and yep. stuff. So um, that's, you know, his ego is not going to, is not going to bother him as they're going to, you know, town to town and spending money on whatever. And guys are going to be able to afford to spend yeah. more money yes. on certain things than he is. But then, you know, in 20 years, he's still going to be making, he's also $68 million. with his endorsements. He's probably making yeah. the most money on the team still right now. Anyway, that's true. <laughs> He's doing fine. The guy's on um, everything. So anyway, uh, hopefully a little easier to be okay with that for people and, and to root for a guy that's making. I would root for a guy like kids. that that that's making that much money and then say, you know what? Give me two a year. Build something around me. I'm coming here because I want to win. Mm-hmm. I just spent five years with the second best player in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. and we couldn't make the playoffs. Yep. I'm going to come here for this amount of money. Put some. I, I'm going to the playoffs, and I'm going to show y'all why why Japan won the uh, why Japan won the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. because I decided that I'm going to go out to the bullpen. I'm going to go strike Mike Trout out, Mike Trout out for the very last out of the game for the championship to win it all. Like this is me. This is what I do. I am the king. I am everything. That's who he is. I love that. I, I'm starting. I'm actually starting to really like this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I will not root for the Dodgers in any way, shape, or form, but I will root for him to can. I hope that he comes back and is able to pitch again. I I I like the Dodgers, and I I've been rooting for him for the last few years because I like a lot of their players, and it is easier to root for them, even though they are kind of the new Yankees. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to root for them than it was the Yankees Mm -hmm. for a few reasons. Um, okay. Before we transition into our next thing, and this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about, yeah, you got a score for your Reese's Big oh, Cup I do. with caramel, yeah, nine eight, wee, yeah, that thing was delicious, nine eight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna match your nine eight, I, that thing, that yeah, thing was awesome, it was really good. I can't believe I've never seen that anywhere. So for I I thought that was the first time I had never seen never seen that. I will eat that every time I see it. It was in a speedway. You know how many millions of times I've been in a speedway and looked mm. at every one of their Reese's? I've yeah. never seen that. It's amazing now. how many Reese's products there are. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, Speaking of Reese's products, Draymond Green 
is kicked out of a game uh, for uh, God knows how many a time. He is about to be suspended for the fourth time in a single calendar year. Second time already in second time in a month. Yeah. <clears throat> so Draymond Green, who has got who has kicked people in the nads, stomped on people uh in the playoffs. He stomped on top of uh Sabonis in the playoffs, mm-hmm. kicked Adams and James in the groin. All these things get him one game suspensions. Okay. They all that's just what they did. They they all those were one game suspensions. Puts uh, headlock on Rudy Gobert. Things are starting to get a little crazy. Dre, look, here's a deal, bud. You got five games for this. Mm-hmm. That was a month ago. What does Adam Silver do with Draymond Green after the, I'm going to try to say this name, Zerif, I can't say his name. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, God bless you. The, <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, the, the, the suspension did come down. A couple, couple hours ago. Oh, okay. I was at practice. You were at practice suspending your own players. I did. No, no you don't suspend players. Um, how would a 10-year-old get suspended? What would they have to do to get, get in a suspended? fight? You get in a fight in a game. Yeah. You get if you get if you get a technical. Sorry, no. If you get if you get kicked out of the game or two technicals, then you have to miss the next game. Yeah. That's pretty standard, I feel like. Yeah. Um you ready for this? I'm ready. A very rare suspension of indefinitely. I love that. That is so well done. Draymond Great Green. job by the NBA. You know what? Everybody speculate. Everybody's saying it's got to be more than five. Five was last. He just did it again. Let's say seven, maybe 10. That takes it out past Christmas because six, their sixth game from now is Christmas Day. So people are like, well, you can't, you have to make this more than five so you got to kick out christmas he's you know it's got to be a big thing that draymond's not playing at christmas indefinite indefinitely so apparently he has to in order to come back now he can while he's on the suspension they're going to allow him to practice with the team still okay he just can't be with them during games so he uh he has to meet in order to come back he has to meet certain requirements by the NBA and the team. So that hasn't been publicized yet, what those requirements are, uh, as far as I know. But there are certain requirements he's going to have to meet that are set forth by both the NBA and the team. And I feel like, especially the, this last one before this that happened, Steve Kerr was like, basically, this has got to stop. I mean, yeah. he's got to understand what he's doing here. Yeah. Ste- Steph, Steph has – he he – He's always very, very careful about what he says, but he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's, you know, this happened again. And you know, we need Draymond. We need Draymond. Say, we need Draymond. Mm-hmm. We need Draymond and he's not here. And that says everything to me. Yep. If you if he's if Steph's willing to say that in public, we need Draymond. That's him saying he messed up. Come on, buddy. Well, here's Get the together. deal. It, Here's this. Can I this this kind of I heard somebody talking about this today. Like if LeBron, if this was LeBron James team, they'd be going, LeBron, why are you what are you what are you going to do about Draymond being like this? But with little Steph, they're just like, how you doing, Steph? Is everything all right? And he's like, we just need Draymond back. 
I disagree. I completely disagree with it that. It doesn't matter. That's a silly, it's a silly comparison. I just heard <laughs> yeah. somebody say it and I wanted to say it yeah. because you were talking about Steph. Here's the here's the deal. There's a video of him punching Jordan Poole mm-hmm. in the face. Mm-hmm. In that video, Steph is eight feet away and he turns around and just walks away. Nobody does anything. Nothing happens as it goes down. They trade Jordan Poole. They do not suspend Draymond Green at all. Draymond Green is being kicked out of all these games. All this stuff is happening. This is the Warriors' fault. Everything that's going on right now, I put on the Warriors. Whether it's Steve Kerr, whether it's the front office, whether it's the leaders on the team, Steph, Clay, whoever, somebody has to be like there's got it somebody's got to do something it's always you know steve kerr is always like i love draymond he's my guy he can't do this anymore we need him to be here okay what are you doing about it the nba suspended him for a game it never works does keeps doing all the stuff he keeps doing all the stuff charles barkley i think said it best i heard charles barkley today on dan patrick you don't like charles barkley i do like charles barkley he just doesn't always say things the best. Well, when you hear this, you, they're talking. Charles Barkley has been kicked out of 16 games. Okay. And he's talking about how I kicked out of 16 games. Well, 14 of them were probably on purpose. And they're like, what? Why would you? What does that even mean? He's like, well, you know, it's the end of the And he starts going into that. Yeah, of course. Happens in baseball all the time. 100%. Joey, Joey Votto gets kicked out of every Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so does, uh, so does so Bell. Does Bell. <laughs> so, um, but he said, uh, his second last year in Houston, there was a rookie guarding him in practice, and he punched him, hit him, because the guy was working too hard in practice, and Charles was getting beat. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was better than Charles Barkley was. And Charles said, in those last two years, he was doing more dirty things because he lost a step and he didn't know how to do how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. He said, Draymond. You can say Draymond is being Draymond and he's always been this way, but he's never been this bad. Like he's always been bad, but never like come back from five game suspension and turn around and punch somebody in the face. Whatever your excuse was, Draymond, you that's a you are you're throwing your hands in the air with a right cross that accidentally hit the guy. Well, he didn't punch him. His hand his, his hand was open, but sure. it hit him right in the he face. He hit him in the face. So and Charles basically said, look, I, it happened to me. I got, I lost a step and I didn't know how to handle it. And I became a little bit more of a dirty player at that point. I'm not proud of it. He's like, he's like, I'm not proud of it. Just, it's what's what happened. I think that's Draymond right now. He has lost a step. He's not as good as he was. And he doesn't know what to do right now. Yeah. That, that is Charles is really good about that kind of stuff. He's he, he, he does make great points when he talks about that when he talks when he has to analyze the games that are going no, on no, 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 it's yeah, terrible sure i get that well that's yes. why they have kenny and that's why they have right you know jack chris, chris weber is good at it when chris, chris is there uh but kenny's very good at it yeah, yeah. so yeah uh but anyway yes so so here there it is I, I, he's he's suspended he he it was you know i we briefly talked about that before this but He's trying to, you know, the press conference after the game, people are, of course, asking him about it. And he's doing his, you know, he's trying to save face. He's trying to explain his way around it. 
And it's like, come on, man. He says, this is the thing. He goes, you guys know me. I never apologize for something I did on purpose. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I apologize to, what's his name, Yusuf? I apologize to Yusuf. I, I would apologize to Yusuf. I didn't mean to hit him. He was grabbing my waist, grabbing my waist, and I was, I, I used my arms to, to uh, what was the word he used? Uh, to to uh, try to get a call, right? I used oh, my arms to, to sell the to to sell, call to, to sell, to sell, yeah, sell the call. Mm-hmm. I don't flop. I don't fall. I don't flop. I just throw my arm. Well, I mean, that's, that's exactly flopping. Flop it's exactly flopping. That's exactly what you're doing. First off that, that irritated me. And then he's like, but I would apologize to him. Cause that one I didn't mean to do. I didn't mean to hit him. If you watch that, when he turns, his hand goes from his waist in a turning motion, like a slapping, punching, whatever kind of motion directly at where his face is. That's not, what do you mean you didn't try? You 100% tried to hit him. A person being guarded in the way he was guarded in the history of basketball, in quazillions of minutes of basketball over the years, has never made a movement like that ever. Yeah. So Parker is Parker, my son, listening to this, right? And Parker gets a lot of crap from his buddies because he's a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. And everybody's LeBron's a cry baby. All he does is cry all the time. Yeah. He 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 gets a little he's also a giant strong man who probably gets fouled more than anybody else, but it doesn't look as bad. It's a whole Shaq thing, right? Mm-hmm. Shaq would get absolutely obliterated, but didn't get half the calls just because he's so big and strong will go through people. <laughs> is what it is. He also whines about stuff that when he doesn't even get touched and acts like he did. He goes, I'm starting to tell everybody Draymond's more of a crybaby than LeBron. I was like, but if you ever watch a game, you're right. Draymond does oh, yeah. nothing but cry the whole time. Mm-hmm. The whole time. Absolutely. I am, you know, from this podcast in the past, I am so sick and tired of this dude. Mm-hmm. Sick of it. I'm, I, I've criticized Steve Kerr on this podcast, and I love Steve Kerr. They don't know how to handle him, and they let him get too far. I I, I think they're going to – well, see, I something happened after that Jordan Poole incident last year. I think he was away from – Draymond was away from the team for a little bit. But this that was preseason anyway. So he, 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 he was away from the team. So he didn't hurt the team in any way by missing any games. And they traded Jordan Poole basically saying, look, we got your back. <laughs> We got your back, guy who just after punched the, this after guy. After the season. He played the whole season. But uh and, and that was a good if you've seen Jordan Poole play in uh Washington this year, good move. Um anyway. I mean what he went he had a bad year last year too, but he had he had the biggest bully in the entire NBA on his team, and that guy didn't like him. So that had to be terrible. Everybody else only has to deal with the giant bully. You know, three times a year. Jordan Poole's got to deal with him every day in practice, every day here. That he was ostracized. Yeah, he's probably gonna he's, he's probably going through some PTSD every day because of it. Here's the and maybe here's the thing. The Warriors they they could have done something before, suspended him, but as a team, uh, how often do you see teams suspend players? I on we watched uh with um, just happened. Who flashed the gun? Uh, John Morant. What John Morant? The John Morant. The very first time 
they the uh who's it who, grizzlies. who's he played for the grizzlies went to adam silver and said let us handle this which we're gonna we're gonna do something we're gonna suspend him we're gonna take care of it we want to they asked to be allowed to do it they were the ones that submitted the suspension to and and what he needed to do right with the whole counseling or whatever to the nba they accepted it NBA hands it down as the suspension. And then he comes back right afterwards and does something stupid right again, right immediately afterwards. And then the NBA takes over. I think it's happened. So it's happened. And and I feel like it's in good faith. You know what? At some point in time, you need to, the team's going to have to get, it's got the team has to step in because if you want to taking money from this guy does nothing in one or two games in an NBA season. What is that? But if you take this kid and send him to sit him down for 10 games and lose even more games than you've been losing. And you can go every game and just look at him and go, thanks, Draymond. It's, it's nice that you're able to play today. And then walk into the locker room every single game and say, appreciate the fact that you were able to play today. It's totally sarcastic. You haven't played in 10 games. 10 games, you lose, you win two games in 10 in, out of 10. And you can look at him and go, I'm not saying that the, this Warriors team could win 10 out of 10, but with Draymond, maybe they win five out of 10. You know, you you're that's a that's 50 percent. That's that's getting you in the playoffs, <laughs> whereas right now it's not. They've also said for years, like we have to we have to take some of that, some of that stuff we're going to get from Draymond, some of that trouble, because. That same fire is what makes him so valuable to our team. His the, the good stuff that he brings to the team comes from the same from the same uh just like overzealous fire that he doesn't know how to control all the time. But sometimes sometimes he channels it well, sometimes he channels it very poorly, and it and it is it either works out really well for the Warriors or it works out really bad for him. Here's the thing now. You kind of mentioned this, but he he he's definitely lost a step. He's lo- he's he's losing a step. You can tell watching him play. He's not quite the same player. Um, he can still be really, but his 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 mouth is his best asset and his worst asset because the chirping constantly at the at the officials. All, there are so many games that he's not been kicked out of, and you don't even realize that he got technicals in, in these games, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he gets one technical, he's not going anywhere, but if you don't watch the warriors every night, you might not catch that. He's getting all these technicals. He's already, he already has, has, has had to serve a one game suspension for 16 technicals already this year. <laughs> this year, Right. Um, so he still, he still brings you something with, with what he brings you that's detrimental. He so they they, si- that's also they signed Draymond Green this offseason, right? It was like, what are they going to do with Draymond? What are they going to do? No. Two. No. Is it three? 22. He makes 20. Where's that? 22 million this year. And then I think he makes 26. Might have been four. It's actually four years. It's 22, 24, 26. And then there's a player option for the fourth year of 28 million. So 22, 20, 22, what did I say? No, 22 this year, 24 next year, 26 in the third year, and a player option on the fourth year, 28. Okay? And you're like, is that a lot of money? Is that Does that seem like too much money to pay him? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Now, uh, here's what I'm going to tell you. Now, you tell me this. 
I'm going to name names, and you tell me if they're more valuable to their team than Draymond Green. Well, hold on. Before you do this, <laughs> are we talking actual total complete value, or are we talking Draymond Green now averages six points, four rebounds, and four assists, and all these other guys are going to average way better than that? Oh, I have because... no, I don't even know what any of these guys are. I'm just going to say a name, and then you should be able to go – I just want you. I don't care about any of that. I want you're you you're an NBA guy. You know quite a bit about these guys. My point is going to be opposite of what you think it is. Just so you know okay. this, Malcolm Brogdon. Ooh. Who means more to their team? Um. All right, so they're even. Okay, yeah. Dylan Brooks. Uh, I take. I mean, he's the younger Draymond. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, I take. I I think I still take. I think I might still take Draymond. Terry Rozier, for Charlotte. Probably Draymond. Jordan Clarkson for Utah. Maybe still Draymond. R.J. Barrett for the Knicks. Ooh, depends on which. Depends on what night. Yeah, I mean (laughs) exactly. So, Anthony Simmons for Portland. Uh. Also depends on what night because he's Wiggins will be another guy, depends on the night. And then you start getting into some the better players. Yeah. Michael Conley, Brooke Lopez, John Collins. My point of this is he's 66th. Everybody's like, oh, they signed him to this contract. They signed him to this contract. He's the 66th highest paid player in the NBA. Mm. There's a lot of people of that get paid more than him that still aren't worth as much as him. Is yeah. my point. So when everybody brings up the whole thing of they signed him for four years, all this money, $22 million in the NBA right now is chump change. The the four years is worse. Than the four the, years the is the worst than the 22 million yeah. they owe him, but you can't cut him. Right. I, I'm, it's also too much money to have to cut him and they're not going to do that anyway. Well, I, I, I'm starting to see a lot of people talk about, and this started the first time he got suspended a little while ago. Um, talking about okay this is probably where it ends for the for the warriors at least for that core for for steph clay and draymond well it would be clay would be the next one out then right well i I mean people are saying like this you know maybe it's time especially now that draymond's done this maybe this is where they make some move and start making some changes and but that's the thing you're gonna have to trade him obviously who's gonna take that who's gonna take draymond Green with four years making $24 million, roughly $25, $25 million a year on average. See, that could be that could be a veteran, that could be a Lakers kind of team. I mean, and maybe I, LeBron is the best person for him. They're buddies, they're friends. Oh, and, he loves LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron loves him. And he kicked LeBron's into gonads after LeBron kind of baited him into it. But whatever. They but they're they're boys, right? So I've heard that a couple times. Is that the place to go? I don't know what their cap looks like and how they can make all those moves work. I don't know because LeBron and Anthony Davis make so much money. It's not even funny. Um, But do you want him for four more years? No, that's what I mean. That might be a, that might be a title run, like a make a trade right at the deadline for the last part of the year and then trade him after the year or something like that. But who that's I, I, Okay. Just, you're you, just, can, you can trade for him if you're on a title run and you're like, all right, I'm LeBron. I know I can get this out of him. 
And if anybody's going to keep him under control, there might only be one or two players in the NBA that'll look in Draymond's face and tell him to shut the hell up. There might only be two of them, and LeBron might be one of them, right? If you're on LeBron's team and you're pissing him off or you're detrimental to the team, he's going to look at you and tell you. I mean, he he tries to coach every team that he has anyway. He's always on the bench looking at yelling at his players. All My point is there's not a lot of people. Most people are scared of Draymond. They're not going to step up to him because he's going to get back in them and basically like he called Kevin Durant, told him he was soft and wish he never came or whatever he did that day. That's that's the, the where you, my point is, if you sign him or if you trade for him at the deadline, try to make a run. It's not going to be that easy to get rid of him afterwards. No. So if you trade for him, you might be stuck with him for three years at 25 average, $25 million a year. Or you can buy him out or whatever, release him and you have to pay him. But if he, if it's bad enough that you don't want him around, then you make that sacrifice maybe. But, and there might be a few teams that are willing to do that. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, a lot of people are, are saying like, okay, they're 10 and 13. This seems like it's the end. Clay's been a shell of himself this Clay year. Clay looks terrible. And, and, and Draymond kind of the same. They Steph, pulled, they Steph still pulled, amazing. They pulled Wiggins and Clay. Uh, last night, at the at that in the end of that game, they didn't play in the fourth quarter, and it was a six point game. Wow they they took them out of the of that start of that main rotation. That's how bad Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins looked has looked over the last few games. They didn't even play in crunch time in the last six minutes of that game. They were not on the floor. That's great. Andrew Wiggins had such a good year last year. I yeah. thought he could have been the finals MVP. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, I, I mean, or not. So not, up and down, though. Not the finals MVP. So up and down. Like and you know what? I'm going to say it. Two years ago. I'm going to say it. I bet a big part of that is two years ago, they won the championship. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, all right, well, because there was talk about blowing that thing up around then. Mm-hmm. Won another championship. Well, now we, we got to these guys to keep them together. Let's keep this thing going. Andrew Wiggins looked good. You know what? Sometimes you can have really good players, and when you got a very toxic locker room with one guy that is really, really hard for everybody to get along with and is way overbearing, especially if he's on his last leg, he's not as good as he used to be, maybe he's being a worse person because of these things, like Charles was saying, there that could be another thing that Draymond is hurting them at. Uh, when you're when yeah, you're I put when, I don't believe that's when you're putting up sure. when you're getting ten rebounds ten assists and four steals a game mm-hmm. and ten points, you you walk around and do what you want to do, bud. You're and you're the main defensive player, lockdown, uh, uh, two, three, four, or five, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but when all of a sudden you're not that guy and you you ha- you've missed twenty percent of the season already. Yeah, from suspensions. And then you still want to walk in there and try to act like you're all this and all that. There's probably some guys that are going to look at you and go, this dude can stick it. That might be the case. That might be the case. He's also, he's also, he's also an incredibly good leader. Like when he punched his, when he punched his point guard in the face last year. Right. That, that was obviously stupid. And from everything I've ever heard, Jordan Poole is just as much of a problem. And anyway, um, just as much of a problem as Draymond. Look, I'm yeah. not. I'm saying that Jordan Poole could be whatever he is. 
here's here's the thing we only know what we see yeah we don't know every we don't know what goes on every day i get it i I, get it i believe that that draymond green is a way better leader every day talking to the talking to his player just listening to the when he he's mic'd up every time they kevin durant couldn't wait to leave he couldn't wait to leave. That's what you heard, and he's not. See, he he never said that. He said it on the bench. No, when they were yelling at each other that yeah. one game. Yeah. How about all of the other interviews he had after that? How about how about talking to, look, to Steph hey, Curry about talking look, to both I, of those? I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this. It. I'm going to tell you this right now. When you talk about anything that somebody says in an interview or media, that's when they're saying what they're supposed to say. When you catch something like that going down, that's when they're when, like, that's when, when you find out how people really feel. No, I disagree with that. When you're when you're on fire because you're in a heated moment, that's when people say the dumb people say things you're, they you're don't right. mean. Then, yeah, okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm. Uh, they might mean them a little bit, and then feel like, and and maybe that they don't not mean them, but they're like, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, it, it, or they're being childish. He's telling me he doesn't want me here or whatever, so I'm gonna tell him I don't want to be here. That I don't even think because I'm just trying to get back at him. And I then mean, he left the next year, so I mean, yeah. maybe he did feel that way. I mean, but <laughs> but he's left four places. I mean, yes, yes. Okay. Either way, we're not gonna see Draymond Green for a little while. I guess it's gonna be interesting to see what they decide are the parameters of what he's gonna have to meet to get back and how long that's gonna take. I just don't like Draymond Green. I don't I like don't. his face. I don't like the. I don't like his. I don't like the way. I don't like anything about I, I the way he plays. You can play and be one of the toughest sons of guns in the entire world and not be that. Not be yeah. Draymond Green. There are plenty of players in this league that have come and gone and have been unbelievable at the things that Draymond Green is unbelievable at and made an unbelievable NBA career. The difference is people liked him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, now there there are so annoying. There are plenty of people that like Draymond Green, just not just not uh a lot of NBA fans because it, it's hard to watch him do that stuff. That's not none of that stuff is excusable. And it's it's so insulting when he goes on his podcast or in in interviews after the game and tries to explain himself. It's it's so insulting to all of our intelligence. Absolutely. It's so stupid that Absolutely. he tries to talk his way around stuff like that. So all you do is watch the watch the video and you know do you, he's lying through his teeth exactly. trying to do you think do you think that part of the parameters will be that he can't do his podcast? <laughs> Um, probably at least, not. At but least for it would an amount of time. Like you have to stay out of the media for an amount of time. Well, they have media obligations, but like not when him, you're suspended. If you're suspended and you're not with the team at the games, then how are you? You don't have media not. obligation. Then maybe. the players on the roster might have works. media obligations. Well, he's on the roster. There, there might be still some some obligations. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but. Yes, he will. He will not be around nearly as much, so you won't hear from him much. But I, till he I gets on his podcast and wants to be heard, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they'll take that away. But it might not be a bad idea. I don't know that they can though, because that's that has nothing to do with the team. I don't know that they can. Uh, I mean, they can say anything about um, uh, actions detrimental to the team. 
And if you or 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 one of the things like here's the deal, you go on the podcast, you can do your podcast, but you can't talk about the suspension, you can't talk about the play, and you can't criticize anybody. And then he's just gonna go, well, then I'm not doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what else does he do on that thing? Yeah. All these NBA players do nothing but make fun of other NBA players. That's all they do. I'll tell you, some of these guys, I'm I really Gilbert Arenas. Don't even get me started on that guy. He is awful. He says some crazy he's stuff, awful. doesn't he? Oh, but you know what? Gosh. He gets on. He's on ESPN. He's on he Fox. Kendrick because he comes over and says all the craziest stuff. So they they yep. replay his podcast constantly. Things he said on it because he says the craziest stuff. Yep, yep. Just just really 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 bad takes on a lot of things. But anyway, um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We've talked a long time now about Draymond. Probably, <laughs> probably time to. I got you fired up about Draymond too. I, that was fun. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about that the other day. We haven't really had like a passionate debate in a long yeah. time. I felt you getting a little. I felt you getting a little irritated there. I not even irritated, just, just passionate, uh, a little, little disagreeing with everything that I had to say about how terrible Draymond Green is. With everything you said. Uh, you I did told me that Draymond Green is a great leader. That's what you. Told he me. is. He. It, have you not listened to? I think Steph Curry is a great leader. He is a great leader. Steph Curry is a great leader. I think Draymond but Green was. A you great, don't is think a, he is a great leader because you said well, he should right be now. Doing stuff to not right now. I don't think he is right now. I think right now he is about as bad a leader as you can get. All right, is this uh, is old Penelope? Just swipe left and let's get out. Okay, Gone. Well, that was the that was our swipe right, swipe <laughs> left. There was zero reason for that person to ever be on that thing. <laughs> Uh, I can't argue with you there. <laughs> I mean, if you listen, I don't need the closest up close picture of your face. That's yeah. not what I want. I, I, Especially, I must... obviously, with if you take a giant close up of your face with a filter, and I still immediately go nah, then yeah, I'm sorry. Go to the bar and find somebody at two o'clock. <laughs> When everybody's got their goggles on. Exactly. <laughs> go to the bar, find somebody at two o'clock. All right. Go, Chris, go to, don't go to the bar, go to your sports betting app. Oh. And pull up your parlay for the week. Okay. So I can't get anything past tomorrow. Same. Okay. So I, that's okay. I chose the very first game tomorrow in the NBA. Okay. I chose the Sacramento Kings. Oh, let me log back in. Versus the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder. I think it's the last game, isn't it? At the, the oh, late is that game? the last game? I think it's that the might be game. the late game. Oh, it is. That's a 10-10 game. All right, so I uh, almost did something on that. I did, I so I I focused on two players. I did uh, just a little three leg parlay here. Uh, Shea Gildress. Uh, let's start. Let's start here. Um, hold on. I'm gonna pull this back up. I like to explain why I did what I did. So, Darren Fox, uh, over the last five games 14, 29, 34, 30, 26, uh, and 40. His last game was 14, it was last night. He only had 14 last night, he had 14 last night. Uh, he lost me one of my bets. I say that was and he that was a back to back. So he's got a day off. Got a day off. I'm saying I'm taking Darren Fox uh 30 plus points. Okay. I'm taking Shea Gildress Alexander Alexander 
30 plus because that dude is a 30 point machine. If you look at uh, his last, his last games, he's at 30, 38, 33, 17, 33, 32. I'm taking him over 30. And he also has uh, been over five assists in actually he's been six or more in uh, five of his last six games. So I'm going to take Shea Gilders, Alexander, six plus assists and 30 plus points. So Darren Fox, 30 plus points, Gilders, Alexander, 30 plus points. And Alexander, six plus assists. I saw that one and I shied away from it. I think on my, on DraftKings, they've got uh, SGA at like 32 and a half. So I would take, I was a little bit. Yeah. So you can't do like, I can't find a certain point. Like, so mine has 30, like I can go 25 plus 30 plus 20, whatever, 35 plus and just your odds get higher and higher. I mean, I could take Shea Gilders, Alexander, scoring 25 which he's done every game except for like two all the season mm-hmm. but it's like minus eight thousand or something yeah. silly like that yeah so you're gonna make you know if you win it you lose money <laughs> well you're gonna make like 20 cents on a five dollar bet they're <laughs> yeah. gonna pay you five dollars and 20 cents <laughs> yeah okay so speaking of that uh i'm going with the Cavs celtics tomorrow okay okay um, so, and w- when I say tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, we're talking about Thursday, December 14th. Um, so it might be past when you listen to this, but yeah, either way, both of them probably will be. Yeah. Uh, Cavs money line. Okay. I, All didn't, right. I didn't want to, but I'm going to tell you why at the end of this thing. Okay. Cavs money line. Uh, uh, sorry. Donovan Mitchell over 27 and a half. And. Darius Garland over six and a half assists. I like the Darius Garland on the assists. Mm-hmm. I do too. He's he's usually in that um in that five to seven eight range. Yeah. So the only reason I did that was the so I did I just use like the quick they have like quick parlays mm-hmm. quick same game parlays, and so they give you these options. I grabbed that one because it had the uh the highest payout. <laughs> nice. What was it? I'm just gonna try. It's well, it's plus eight fifty. Oh, that's a big one. Huge one. Wow. Mine's uh mine is only like plus two fifty one. Yeah. So I'm making on a five dollar bet, I'll uh the payout will be seventeen fifty five. I think the Celtics are gonna beat them, so I'm probably just gonna lose on right that. Right off but... that. I hate the money line stuff and I, I not I don't hate it. That's how I always bet my whole life was was spreads and money lines and over unders. But now that I've got all these different things that I can pull together. And I don't need somebody to win the game. I just need you to score your 25 points you always do. I love this. Mm-hmm. I, almost Although, got, I almost got sucked back into the who's going to score the first bucket of the game. You got to turn that <laughs> off, bro. Turn that off. Turn that thing I'm off. I almost tried DeMontis Sabonis again just to see if he can pull through for nope. me this time. <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. Don't even look at it. That's the way they make their that's how they make their money. Sure. That's how they make their money. Yeah. Well, they're gonna make their money on this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or you'll come out with it's five dollar bet. You'll end up with uh oh, it was like five or forty. Forty bucks. There, yeah, that's a nice little deal. Bucks you use that to bet for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh yeah, make my next nine bets. Um, Chris. Yes. Let's switch to a little. Let's switch back to a little baseball. We talked Shohei Otani. We talked the Dodgers. Let's go back and talk all-time first baseman who throw right-handed. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see what do you, what do you got, Adam? How did you 
how did you find it? How did it rank? Uh, how much, how, how in depth did you get here? I, I tried not to some of these things that you can get, you could go hours and hours into this thing. Yeah. And to make sure that I didn't, I kept it pretty light. Um, and I mostly stayed surprisingly, I tend to want to go older guys. Normally sure. I stayed more kind of newer guys because yeah, there's about a hundred million right-handed yeah. fielding first baseman, but you know, the I, way more than I thought. Yeah. I just started with the greatest first baseman, got a list of like, you know, 30 or 40 yep. of the greatest first baseman and then checked the ones that I think I would put on my list. Check those guys first. Are they right-handed or not? Yep. So. Uh, the first one for me was easy. Albert Pujols. Yep. I, I I might put him as the greatest first baseman ever. Uh, and, well, behind Lou Gehrig, maybe. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going Pujols first. I have a question for you. Okay. I want to see if you'll allow me one. Okay. Okay. Because this guy didn't play. He only played first base. The Are you last, gonna say Eddie Murray? No. Okay. The last five or six years. And it was oh. sparingly at first, and then he played a lot no, more. Johnny as... Bench doesn't count. No, not Johnny Bench, but close. Well, no, if they're a catcher and they played first a little bit, it doesn't count. P-E-R, Peter Edward Rose. Uh, Pete? So starting in 78 was the first time he ever played. He played like a couple of games at first with the Reds in 78. Then 79, he played a little bit more and went to and then went to uh, Philly Philly. and played a little bit of first base there. Um, and then he played a little bit of first base. And let me ask you a question. Montreal. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, what position did Cesar Geronimo play? Uh, center, right? What position did uh, Don Gullet play? Pitcher. What position did Johnny Bench play? Catcher. What position did Tony Perez play? First base. What position did Pete Rose play? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I thought I could trick you. I thought I could trick you into saying third base. He played all. <laughs> he did. I mean, he made an all-star game in left field. He made an all-star game at third base. He made an all-star game at first base. He made an all-star game at second base. Uh, I think he might have made one in right field as well. That sounds right. Um, I'm going to go no on this. Okay. I'm going to go no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go no on Peter Edward Rose. That's okay. I figured that I, might be I a feel no, like he's, I'm okay with the no. Yeah. I, I don't I don't feel like I would say, like, if I, I'm like, what position did, did Pete Rose play? I don't feel like, That's like the you'll fourth ever one find say. anyone. The first thing they'll say is first base. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just wanted to check it because if he's allowed, then he's easily. I mean, he's on there above the <laughs> pool. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to go – you know who I'm going to go with that I think is going to go down as one of the top five first basemen ever? John Crook. Freddie Freeman. Oh, he's really good. I love Freddie Freeman. I'm putting him I on there. I love him. Um, And then I'm going to go – I'm going to go two that are our prime, growing up, falling in love with baseball years. Mm-hmm. I'm going Jeff Bagwell, and I'm going Frank Thomas. Frank, Th- Frank Thomas was right-handed? Mm-hmm. He might have hit left, but oh, they all hit left. I mean, yeah. Votto hits left, Crucky hit left, uh, all those there. guys hit left, but <laughs> but fielded right. Mo Vaughn hit left-handed, but fielded right. Uh, there's a lot of them. Tony Perez. I wrote down Votto was close for me. I put Paul Goldschmidt on the list. Um, you did stay very uh, new aged, but then I, you know, I wrote down Jimmy Fox and Hank Greenberg and Harmon Killebrew and Miguel Cabrera is another yeah. guy. I mean. There are a bunch of great first basemen 
who throw right-handed. Quite a few. But that's my four. Quite a few. Um, so uh, let's see here. Let me go into my notes because there was 500 million of them. <laughs> um, so I went Jimmy Fox because Jimmy Fox is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Probably top 15 player ever. Um, Who's the 14 ahead of him? Just kidding. I'll go. No, 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 ready? 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. If it was if it was 1038, we would, I would yeah. say do it. At 1145, <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Um, and then I'm going to go. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to go Albert Pujols as well. So Jimmy Fox, Albert Pujols. I am a little biased because I feel like for the last 20 years, I've done nothing but, well, not last 20. When did he win his, uh, was it 2010 when he won the MVP? Mm -hmm. So from 2012, so for maybe the last 11 years, I feel like I've had to defend Joey Votto to Reds fans and tell them how they have no idea what they are, that that they're, what they're getting to watch. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going Joey Votto. Everybody wants 50 home runs and 120 RBIs. Absolutely. That's not the player he was. And you talked me out. You talked me out of my last one, and I'm going Freddie Freeman. Nice. <laughs> Freddie Sorry. Freeman is one of my all-time favorite players in the game right now. Again, this is just like the old Yankees. I hate the Dodgers. Hate them. You cannot not love Freddie Freeman. Yeah. You cannot not love that, dude. I'm still sad that he left Atlanta. Because I, I I love seeing him in Atlanta, but that's I mean it's one of the reasons that I like the Dodgers. You th- here's the deal. Here's the deal. I like Mariano Rivera. Mm-hmm. I, I liked Jorge Posada. Mm-hmm. I like Derek Jeter. I hate the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You can you know the Dodgers were the biggest rival to the Reds mm-hmm. forever. The fact that you're a Reds fan and that you like it's been the Dodgers. 25 years or something since, since they the had... Reds were in the West. When did yeah. the Reds get out of the West? Was it 95 or 90s? something? Yeah. 96. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't, I cannot. I don't think if I ever started like the Dodgers, I think my dad would disown me. I get it. I mean, I liked Oral Hershiser, you know, I liked, mm-hmm. I liked, uh, give me another Yankee. I liked Mark Teixeira. Yankee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like uh, a lot of Yankees. Andy Pettit. I love Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit, perfect example. This is a perfect example of doing something wrong and being a man owning it. and owning it and the way that you are treated over the rest of your life compared to the way other people are. Yeah. That is a perfect example. Andy Pettit. I've just been watching a ton of stuff on, I don't know, I got into a Balco documentary on Netflix the other day. Nice. Uh, and and Bobby Nightingale was not on it. No. Um, no. He wasn't. But uh, just watching that whole thing and going through that, and it's like, oh, my God. So ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. What a crazy time that was. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> well, speaking of crazy uh Crazy people. Stavros Halkius. How about Stavros Halkius? I didn't know. Is this dude, you think that's his real name? Yeah, it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stavros. Yeah, he's very Greek. Where's he from? Greece. He's Greek. 
He talked about that Big Greek stuff Greek on there, camp. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he eh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Stavros. It what? I just don't think he we. I don't think we're on the same page with how life works. Me and him. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're on the same page. And some of his jokes weren't funny. I like the whole story at the airport was a long part of his thing. I none of it was funny. I didn't laugh at any of it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're being an asshole is what it sounds like. What what's so funny about you being mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. So uh I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Uh it, it just didn't it wasn't bad. I'm not going to say it was bad. There was some good stuff. It started off funny. Uh, the very beginning was hilarious. Him coming out in town and, and the girls on the motorcycles. I thought that was pretty funny. And then he immediately goes, we don't belong in this place. There's a guy in a slipknot jersey. <laughs> a jersey. A <laughs> slipknot shirt in the front row of the balcony. You've never been in a balcony in your life. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, he had some good stuff. I, I don't want to make it sound like it was terrible. I think it was just the whole time he was talking, I was like, "Me, it's this. We're we're not we're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. We just weren't on the same page." Yeah, he had some funny stuff in there. Um, he had the the joking around about the when when he was coming in through customs, and the guy says, "Guy says uh, he's talking about he doesn't have all his paperwork he needed." And uh, is the girl you're looking the girl you're talking to eighteen older than eighteen? I get it. Look at me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Trying not to take over any of the jokes or Sam. I don't know. But uh, you know, Adam, I don't I don't think it was the best comedy special we've seen. It wasn't terrible. I think this would be good for a lot of people. I think there are a lot of people that would probably laugh at this pretty hard. Not me. I didn't some of the jokes were just not not my style, not not for me. Uh they weren't. It's not like they were political or anything like that. I just, he would start talking about his story and the parts that he used as the punchline just weren't funny to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got. I also didn't watch the last 10 minutes of it. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I, don't, I can't imagine that it got too much greater than uh, what it was. Maybe he ended fantastically. I don't know. He did okay with the end. Yeah. Okay with the end. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think you would have been overwhelmed by uh, how great it was or anything. Uh, what do you have for the uh, score of that? Uh, I mean. How many ha's? How many ha's? I mean, I wouldn't put it like in the twos. It's definitely not a four. I mean, like it would either be a high two, low three. I'm going to maybe I would put it in the two. I'm going to go two nine. Okay. So nine. I feel like that might be your your lowest in a while. No, oh, in a while, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's not like this dude wasn't great. I mean, I was. I mean, you know, still watch him. You know, I'd still watch it, and I'll probably still watch the last ten minutes just to finish it out because I feel like maybe I'm not giving him the proper goods, the proper something. Proper I don't chance know. I'm something. not a wordsmith, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'm I'm pr- I'm really with you, pretty much. I'm I'm pretty much with you on that. Uh, that joke you were talking about trying to get get through customs in Vancouver or whatever to go to Vancouver. Um, the line for me in that was, was uh, "Oh, what are you doing in the regular line?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you thought out everybody because this yeah. is I'm going to say <laughs> I'm here for a girl. <laughs> um, 
So that's really the only joke I wrote down, but there were a couple of times that I laughed kind of out loud. Everything else was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. So that's kind of how I react. This is my thing. This, You know the thing that probably gets on my nerves the most? What's that? You get a guy like that up on stage, and he's a funny guy. He had some good jokes. He's a funny guy. I feel like I need you to be a little more self-deprecating and and I feel like you propped yourself up a little too high on oh, yeah. how much uh how much loving you get on a regular basis. Well, he's the way he talks about it. Maybe he does. Maybe I he's think, a ladies man. I think he I does. don't know how. I know. I can't imagine how that could be. Well, I I think because he his I would guess his standards are probably a little bit different than ours would be. Okay. I mean, I, that, that's the only way that it could happen. Um, yeah. And, and, and he's because a, he's, he's very, um, he, he can be, he even called himself like cocky in a certain situation at one yeah. point thing, but he, he also, he also has a, a pretty healthy confidence in himself for, especially for how he looks. He's 100%. like, he's like, I, I like, I like being this way. I like being fat and all this kind of stuff. Like, so, I like how I look. Yeah. So this is my thing though. Like comedians are funny when they're making fun of themselves. And I laughed at the pedophile jokes and the stuff like that, talking about himself. But like when he's sitting there talking about, I did this and I did that. And we can't, I'm like, whatever. All right, come on, man. I know you're making this up right now. I, I don't think he is because I've se- I've seen him on so many podcasts. He's buddies with all my favorite guys in New York, and he he talks on all these podcasts about this same stuff all the time. Yeah, I think he really does experience, uh, you know, life's life's pleasures. Good for him, and uh, good for it, him. It seems like he good does. For him. But um, yeah, it, it's but I was the same as you, pretty much. It was it was good, not great. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a three, two. Oh, we're right in the same ballpark then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So Stavros. Hello, Stavros. I mean, I mean, we covered everything. Let's, I think we did. Let's start talking about next week. All right. Let's do it. Let's see. You have comedy this week. I, for next week, I have uh, the Mount Rushmore. And when I thought of this before I came over here, I wrote it down. I was like, oh, okay. That might be fun. And then. I came over here and I'm thinking about it before we started. I'm like, have we done this? So same old, <laughs> same old thing every, every week. Okay. Um, but I'm going to, I want to do the Mount Rushmore of streets. Have we? Do you feel Ooh. like we've done the Mount Rushmore of streets? No, but I'm in for that. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be tough, but I'm, okay. Yeah. There's, there's something called the real husbands of Hollywood. Oh yeah, that's Kevin Hart show. Kevin Hart, uh, Nelly, um, Nick funny. Cannon. This looks like it would be hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that at some point. Um, so I want to. Is this comedy? Is this a comedy show? Yeah, no, it's like a. It's no, no, like no, no. a. I'm talking about oh. something else. I'm looking at here. This is uh, Kevin Hart and Chris Rock headliners only i think that's more like a documentary okay it is because i'm gonna watch that that's exactly what this is they're they got their jokes all lined up and they're talking about stuff yeah that's a bummer i was hoping yeah was hoping that'd be an easy pick for me i'm excited to watch that yeah look good look good look good all right so um which just means that i'm gonna have to slide through here until i find exactly uh oh here we go here's something i've never seen somebody i've never seen in my life oh this is verified stand-up we talked about that last week 
it's hard to to rate those kind of things like the stand-ups or any of that where there's multiple people yep it's almost impossible yeah i mean we could always Excuse me, we could always do that and just pick our favorite or our least favorite or whatever. Yeah, it's up to you. Let's see here. We can do better than that. There's got to be a new one in here somewhere that I'm just not looking at. Yep. Right? What else is out there? There's a, I mean, there's always a bunch of stuff, new here we, stuff on YouTube. This guy. Too. Yeah, but I don't know how to find the stuff on YouTube like you do. All right, this says 2023. We've never done this. We've yeah. ne- we didn't do this guy, I don't think. Did we do Jared Freed, 37 and single? No. Let's do Jared Freed's 37 and single on Netflix. I don't know how long ago it came out in 2023 because we are now in December. So two months ago. All right. So this is relatively three, new. Two, three months ago. Perfect. So this is a good one we can do. Yep. 37 and single. Right on. All right. That works for Here me. Comedy, Jared Freed, Mount Rushmore, Streets. Mount Rushmore of streets. And then who knows what else next week? What was uh, Taft? Was Taft an avenue? That's right. Was it sure an was. avenue? Yep. Duber Drive. Mm. Uh, I wonder what Fenton was. Uh, Fenton Avenue. Was it an avenue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you got, uh, you got uh, McHenry. Yeah. McHenry Street. McHenry um, Avenue. McHenry Avenue, I think. Probably. I think so. I w- wonder where the word avenue came from. What is an avenue? You want me to do it? Well, I mean, you're more than welcome to, like, because you got a lane, right? So you're like, oh, Cherry Bird Lane. Well, obviously, a lane is like a what you drive in in a lane. And then obviously, drive. Like, I lived on Duber Drive most of my life. You're on a drive, right? Yeah, it makes sense. But like, then I lived on Claymore Terrace. Like I feel Terrace. like Terrace is like up at the top of a of a building. You like you're like looking off the terrace. Yeah. So how does that become a street? Right. And then you've got a road, obviously, that makes the most sense because it's a road. Um, but the avenue, like what does the word avenue actually mean? The word avenue comes from the French avenir, meaning to come to or arrive. The first meaning is simply a wide street. An avenue or boulevard is likely to be busy, unlike a quiet side street. Taft Avenue. Wrong. <laughs> that is not. Taft should not be an avenue then. That's right. Um, I don't know. That's what we got. Or Fenton. Or Fenton. Yep. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> that's. And there the it, it is. Goes. And then you have boulevards too. And there are those. And if you go to the boulevard here. Western Hills, it's busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, split up. All right, I'm pretty excited about I that. I lived on Westwood Northern Boulevard for ten years. Did you? Mm-hmm. Ten years? Ten years in that condo. Wow. Yeah, you lived there for ten years. Sure did. Man. Yes, I How did. How long were you in the apartment over on uh, Uno? One year. That's it. One year. You were only there for one year. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then you bought on the boulevard and that you were at the bottom of the boulevard though. And then you bought the apartment, sorry, condo yeah, on West, but up by up way up, up the hill mm-hmm. more up the hill more. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. On the little bit better side of North Bend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just barely right on yeah. right literally on. right on the other side of North Bend, but yeah. still. 
Yeah. Boy, a lot of walks across the street to UDF. I'll tell you that. Man, I bet you did too. I, I'm sure I told you that story about not time for this, but uh, you know, walk across the street late at night, giant shake, yep, and walk back. And I lived on the top floor. So you walk in the front door and I walk up one, two, three flights of stairs. Walking up the first flight of stairs and you walk into the building, you start walking up or you walk down for the bottom floor, right? Mm -hmm. That's almost kind of like underground a little bit. (laughs) I I walk, I walk up the first flight, turn, walk up the second flight. That's over the flight that goes down to go down to the bottom floor. Yep. I, I don't know if I tripped, if I bumped it, my arm or something, that thing hit the ground and exploded and the stairs weren't like stairs like they were yeah, like open stairs, back, open back, back stairs. stairs. And that thing, there were brick walls inside in, in the hallways. That thing poured down. It sounded like a waterfall. It was a giant shape. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, that cookie dough and that milk and that ice cream did just you, cascaded. Did you sprint to your to your house? It, it, not only down all the stairs, but through the stairs, down to the bottom floor stairs, all down the wall, all down the side wall that go, went all the way down into the basement. Um, I I went I went up, put my put the rest of it down, got uh, six rolls of paper towels or something went out there and I tried to clean up the best I could for the rest of the, the years after that, there were still stains on the wall, on the, on the brick wall from you, from, <laughs> from your giant, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough shake. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I walked back over and got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> That's even better. And you finished the first one. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I think I you missed. I think I, I lost most of it. Yeah, yeah. You threw that thing away. Yeah. Man, good for you. Yeah, I never stop. heard that story. That's a good yeah. story. I like yeah. that. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> All right. All right. So next week, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore streets. And we've got uh, old Jimmy Freed. What was his first name? Jason? <laughs> Jared. Jared. I know it was a J. Jared Freed. <laughs> Uh, Until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.